Good evening, everyone. This is your Pastor Joel speaking with a little bit of background music. Hopefully, it sets the tone right for tonight. It's already the last working day of the week. This week just went by so quickly. I hope you have had a good work week. I know some of you have been busy uh, arranging the new schedules and new routines. And the traffic has been increasing quite a bit recently. For those of you who are still working from home, I know it's also a struggle with different uh, responsibilities if you are a parent. So tonight I'm just going to share something uh, very short. Uh, hopefully you will be blessed by it. We're going to read from Hebrews chapter 4, which is my all-time favorite chapter in the Bible talking about rest well not all-time favorite but I would say it's uh, one of my favorite chapters and if you have known me and heard my preaching for quite some time you know that most of my favorite chapters in the Bible are in chapter 4 uh, Hebrews 4 Galatians 4 uh, talking about being uh, a child of God uh, and Ephesians 4 where we talk about the body of Christ uh, so a lot of chapter 4's for some reason um, and so Hebrew for, Hebrews 4 talks about the rest of God and today we're going to focus not on the first part because I think uh, most of you already uh, have heard me preach on the first part of Hebrews 4 but I'm going to read from uh, verse 12 onwards uh, no verse 12 is one of the scriptures, but I'm going to read from verse 11 to 13. So it says here in verse 11, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example or same pattern of disobedience. Uh, the writer of Hebrew, Hebrews, uh, most people will say is uh, Apostle Paul, uh, is warning that we have to be diligent to enter this rest uh, or else we become like the people of Israel who have this pattern of disobedience. And then in verse 12 it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Verse 13 there is no creature hidden from his sight, and all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now, this is talking about the word of God. Now, to enter the rest of God, you need the word of God. Why you need the word of God? Because the, it says here in verse 12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing into the division of the soul and spirit now today we're going to talk about this thing called worldview all right what is your worldview uh, a worldview is something that we don't, don't necessarily preach about or talk about but it's something that we, we truly believe in our heart and it shapes our behavior shapes our decision making uh, because that's the, the way our mind thinks our mindset so another way to say worldview can also be mindset, but worldview is deeper, it's entrenched in our hearts, our mind, our DNA. Uh, so culture plays a part in our worldview. 
uh, our upbringing, our education, the professors that influences, the books that we read, the movies that we read, uh, sorry, the movies that we watch, uh, influences heavily uh, to shape our worldview. All right, and there's this very famous uh, writer that says uh, his name is Michael Palmer. He says that a worldview is a set of beliefs and practices that shape a person's approach to most of the important issues of life. And another uh, philosopher, or a biblical philosopher, his name is uh, G.K. Chesterton, uh, said that it is important to know a person's view of the universe, philosophy, and thought process because when you know the person's view on all these things, you also know what it will determine uh, a lot of, about that person. All right, so having a worldview is something that all of us have. We have different, different worldviews and it affects uh, the way we live our life. But today I'm going to talk to you about a biblical worldview. So is, is it important to have a biblical worldview? Is it important that, that uh, as Christians, or even not as Christians, but people who perhaps don't even think that they are Christians, is it important uh, to have a biblical worldview? Uh, recently, there's this... Uh, lady, she is the former Miss Universe of Malaysia. I can't remember her name, but uh, she came out in the papers because she <coughs> said something really awful about um, uh, colored people in the West. She said that uh, colored people get to choose their color. Uh, this was in reference to the whole George Floyd uh, situation in the US where people are uh, rioting and people are coming out to protest because of the racial uh, in, uh, injustice upon the black people and, and groups like Black Lives Matter are protesting and everyone is prote protesting and, and rioting and looting in, in the US. It's a really ter terrible situation right now uh, over there. I've spoken to some people. Uh, they are fearful. They are not sure what's going to happen, but we are praying for them. Uh, so this this Miss Universe, she came out with a statement saying that uh, black people in US should chill, should they should relax, and uh, that people of color uh, are being put to the test because they are what you call, uh, they have chosen their color. So when she said that on Instagram, a lot of people were like baffled and they criticized her. In fact, she's a victim of uh, cyberbullying and people are like, how can you say that? You know, how can you say that you can choose your color? You know, you can't choose your color. And she came out with a few more peculiar statements after that, saying that uh, we are like avatars. You know, if you watch the movie Avatars, you know, uh, it, it says that your body is just like an avatar that house your being and that we are just a speck and a tiny little speck of dust in the whole universe and our bodies uh, does not matter. Our skin color does not matter. Uh, so that, that is her worldview and that shapes her belief that she believes that the body is not important. And a lot of times, uh, people who don't have a biblical worldview, they actually believe that that uh, you can separate your mind from your body and you, you when you meditate, you detach your being from your mind and your mind from your body and uh, you go into a trance. You know, but, but the Bible is very clear that our, we are made in the image of God. So that's a biblical worldview. And unfortunately, a lot of uh, Christians also, uh, maybe because they, they haven't really understood uh, the Bible and the word of God, they, they 
uh, fall to this kind of worldview that says that the body is not important, your skin color is not important, your, your uh, well, it's not important to a sense that we are all made the same, God loves us the same, but uh, what God has put into you as in terms of uh, your your traits and your uh, your DNA is actually important because God loves you for who you are. So when we love people, uh, we don't love them because we are colorblind, but we, we see the color, but we love them because God loves them and they are made in the image of God. So uh, for this example of this uh, former Miss Universe, she, she has a very interesting worldview. And what made me realize is that sometimes when we share the gospel to people, we also need to understand their worldview. We need to know where they're coming from, the, the influence that shaped their, their belief. Uh, because when you share with them the Bible, uh, they might not understand because they come from a very different context uh, altogether. Uh, but having a biblical worldview is so important, so important if we want to enter the rest of God. Uh, the word of God is so important. And, and, and we read from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that uh, the word of God is living and powerful. Uh, is sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, joint and marrow, discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So, uh, there's this story of uh, another another philosopher. His name is um, is a French guy, uh, and his name is uh, Emily Kelliot. Uh, he fought in World War One, and he during the war he saw his friend. Uh, died in the arms of his hands uh, and died in his arms and he was like really affected by uh, this whole thing um, and so he went back to his country after World War One, and uh, he, he started uh, reading a lot of books a lot of books on philosophy and he became a philosopher uh, but but nothing really impacted him until one day he read the Bible and when he read the he read the Bible, he was I mean he knew what the Bible was, uh, and uh, but he never took time to read it. But finally he read it, and he read it from back to front, and and finally he he looked at his wife and and he cried and he says that uh, the Bible is the only book that understands him. So when you read the Bible, not only you read the Bible, but the the Bible reads you back. Uh, the Bible is the only book that reads us back. Because the word of God is alive, is a rhema word. And when you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and guide you as you read text by text, scripture by scripture. All right. So that's why it says that uh, the word of God is alive and active. All right. So we need to know that the word of God will cut through uh, everything in our heart, everything in our mind. It will seek us. It will uh, reflect everything that is inside our mind and you bring it uh, in the open. And when we have a biblical worldview, everything in our world will change. The way we see the world, the way we see how God moves in our world is very, uh, very different when we have a biblical worldview. So some people say that worldview is uh, like a, a lens, like a telescope. So when, when you have a telescope, of course, you put your eyes into a telescope and you are looking at an object uh, far away like the moon or the stars and uh, into the sky or very far uh, uh, object that you're trying to look. So when you look through a telescope, you are looking at something else. But sometimes we don't examine the telescope. Uh, the telescope is the worldview. When you look through a lens, 
or a telescope, it changes everything that you are looking at, uh, at the object. So the Bible is the, the telescope in which we view the world uh, surrounding us. All right? So the Bible has all the wisdom and revelation of God written in it. Uh, we have to let it guide our thoughts and our philosophy and be very careful not to let uh, different types of worldview that is not biblical come and shape our mind and our belief. All right? So sometimes we, we don't even know and it's not obvi obvious you know, that uh, our worldview is flawed until we read scripture and it's challenged. Uh, like for me recently, I, I'm challenged to think about uh, God's creation. Uh, because before this, I never really thought about recycling. Uh, I mean, I'm not a careless person. I, we, we do recycle in our house. We do uh, keep our carbon footprint at the minimum. Uh, we try to not waste too much things, you know, which we don't want to waste. Uh, but I never once thought that that creation care is um, uh, biblical until I really read scripture again in Leviticus uh, talking about the land being put to rest. Every seven years, the land needs to rest. And during this time of the pandemic, we can see that a lot of things around us in nature is uh, uh, responding to the lockdown in a positive way where uh, the uh, animals are coming back and the, the, the air is getting better. Uh, people can finally see the skies and the mountains and um, there is a, a, a season of rest that is taking place in the land and it, it took a, a virus, a pandemic to allow this rest to happen. So uh, Sabbath uh, care is also creation care. Uh, it's very important that we rest, our bodies rest, our minds rest and the land that we work on also rest. That's uh, written in uh, Leviticus. And, and so as we read the Bible, it shapes our worldview about the things around us. And some of the things that, that also really opened up my mind recently is how my, my son uh, spoke about how he finds it strange that, that God is three in one. You know, that's a biblical worldview. There are a lot of paradoxes in the Bible. There are a lot of things, there are a lot of mysteries in the Bible that, that, that we, we don't really think about. But when you read it properly, it actually shapes our worldview. Uh, people who claim to know God entirely, 100%, most of the time end up to be heretics because our God is so much bigger uh, than our mind can comprehend. And so when we read the Bible, it's supposed to challenge us uh, and, and bring us to a wonder and an awe of our Creator and our Savior. Alright, so a worldview is very important and I hope that the Bible will shape your worldview as we read from Hebrews chapter 4, as you enter the rest of God uh, is by reading the Word of God and letting the Word of God shape your thinking, shape the way you do things. And I, I challenge you to, to read your Bible in such a way that, that you say, you know, God, today I'm going to read the Word of God. I'm going to ask you to open up and reveal your, your words to me, so much so that it affects, <clears throat> affects my life, my daily life. Because your worldview is supposed to affect your daily life, your decision-making. Uh, even as a leader in your organization, when you lead people, uh, do, you, do you lead them with care? Do you lead them with uh, love? Uh, or are you pushing them to work beyond their, uh, their ability, you know, uh, beyond their rest? You know? Because if, if you understand rest and Sabbath, you also understand rest and Sabbath for the people that are under you working for you. And 
uh, that is very important and that shapes how you treat people. All right. So our role uh, as Christians is to take biblical worldview and present it to, to people in our lives as well as to ourselves uh, so that they are able to see uh, the gospel in our life, in the way we make our decisions, in the way we, we bring ourselves in public with our friends, with our relatives, uh, with our neighbors, with our colleagues. All right. So I hope this message has blessed you and that it will challenge you to read your Bible more and not just read your Bible, but to uh, read it in such a way that you're anticipating God will open up your mind so that you receive His Word and that it will discern your thoughts and the intent of your heart. Uh, because says, it says in verse 13 that no creature is hidden from His sight. So let God's Word illuminate your life, shine upon the places that are dark, and that it needs to be exposed, that everything in you that is not uh, exposed to the light of God should be exposed, and, and God will bring you to a next level of really knowing Him in intimate, uh, in, in intimacy. All right? So I pray for you right now. I'm going to ask God to bless you and keep you. Father, we thank you for your word tonight, reading from Hebrews chapter 4. I ask of you to bless all of those who are listening to this, give them a good night rest, give them a wonderful weekend ahead, and I pray, O oh God, that you will be able uh, to, you are able to shape their worldview and their mindset to be a biblical one, so that everything that they do will be ordered by you, O oh God, and that your word will be the basis of everything that they do in their life. Bless them and keep them. I pray, O God, for all the children in our families to be strong and healthy and that they also will come to know you as the loving Savior that you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, good night. I see you guys on Sunday, our online church at 10.30am, the same time, same place. Bye-bye.